Hey, this is Barbara Corker, and you are now tuned in to Business Unusual. And everything you ever learned about business, throw it out the window. I'm going to tell you the real deal. Listen in. Today, I'm going to answer all your burning questions about work, life, starting a company, getting on track, and much, much more. Be sure to call in to the Business Unusual hotline with your question at 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. Hey, if you've got a business idea you're looking to get off the ground, stop what you're doing. You've come to the right place. I'm going to help you. Today, I'll tell you how to make the giant leap off the cliff and get your business started when you've landed on your million-dollar idea. And we're talking, too, about when it's smart to take in a partner and how to spot the big red flags that should say to you, stay away, stay away, stay tuned. Hi, Barbara. I am a media professional, video producer, video editor, and I'm going to start a remote uh, video editing company. My question is, one of my former bosses wants to partner with me, and I don't know if it's a good move right now because I'm so early in the game, but I don't know how much to give them, what kind of deal I should work out, or should just wait and see how it starts um, without him. So that's my question. Hi, Dante. To have your boss who you used to work for want to be a partner, in my book, on new businesses is the highest compliment. Oh, okay. Definitely. You work for the guy. He liked your work. He thinks enough of you that he wants to get in on the ground floor. What a compliment. It comes from the right place. Knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but everything in your question said hesitancy to me. I heard between your words, hesitant, hesitant, hesitant. What are you hesitating about? What's holding you back? I'm not judging it. Right. I have my own opinion, but I'd like to hear uh, what's sure. going on in your head. Yeah. Um, I've, you know, I've never been, I've had, I've tried a couple of startups before, um, but never in this space. And I, I think there's enough money to be made in, in doing it, doing the model that I, I kind of have right now. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm. Uh, it's a. Uh, my my gut is telling me to do it, and my gut is telling me to go ahead and partner with them. I've been thinking about it all weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, the hesitancy is just, you know, it's. I'm starting a business. I, I I understand how much work and stuff that is. Uh, but I think it's I think it's time to go. So, mm-hmm. I've been really thinking about it. Um, the last year, like, what kind of business do I start? And it kind of hit me. Um, maybe like really recently, like. Uh, maybe three or four weeks ago, I was like, this is it. Uh, this is what I'm going to do. So, okay. Tell me, what are the, uh, you, you referenced two other businesses you started. Was it in the same field or were they vastly different businesses? Very different. Uh, one was uh, men's, uh, I came up with an idea. It's kind of funny because um, uh, I actually I saw, funny. I bet it's, it's, it's hilarious. There's the Shark okay. Tank tie in. I'm ready. Uh, actually, so I had a, uh, I was in Los Angeles and as you know, it's, it's super busy all the time and you may get off work and get home at two hours later. Cause the traffic's crazy. I came up with an idea of a, a, a man wipe, basically a towel you could wipe your armpits with, you could freshen up with, and then go meet your friends for a drink or go to the gym or whatever. And I'm, I'm getting it going. And then I, I see uh, Mark uh, sign a company called man wipes on shark tank. And I'm like, no, uh, beat oh. me by like six months. Yeah, it was uh, pretty much the same idea. Meant to be. Um, what was your second business? I had a photography online business. Uh, I was right out of college and just was sell, trying to sell pictures, almost like a stock photography idea. Mm-hmm. 
So it was, but I think this is the, it was online and it was mm-hmm. related in some way. What did you learn from having that business? What would you do or what was the tripwire? Yeah, I, I just was trying something. Um, I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't have a customer funnel. No, I didn't know how to market. It was just an idea of like, let's just put a bunch of pictures online, let people buy them. And you know, nobody bought them because I didn't know how to, <laughs> I didn't know how to market it. I just, I didn't. Yeah, it was, just, I was right out of college. I didn't know what I was doing. Okay. So I guess the lesson learned in that one might've been, uh, see if anybody wants your product. If you had no, right. nobody wanted it, you probably wouldn't have done it, but good for you jumping off the cliff and doing it. And you're back for a third dip, which is yep. means to me, here's a man dying to be an entrepreneur, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. You 20 years in the business that you're starting now, you said you, uh, you'd been editing for a long time, about 20 years, right? Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Um, what made you decide to do it on your own? And, and how recently has that been? I, I got a different sense of time from you just now. Yeah. Um, I, I've been editing since high school. I was a kid in high school making videos with my buddies. Um, I got paid to edit 2001, right out of college. Uh, me and my friend started a, a production company. He, it was his company that I was basically the only hire. And then um, I ended up working at Fox Sports on our promos and, and really learning editing and cutting the commercials. So editing is kind of like the first thing I learned as far as, um, you know, it's a skill I can always fall back on. Yes. And so in the market right now with social media, with podcasts, with YouTube, there's a lot of money to be made in that. And I'm, I'm seeing, because um, I'm unemployed right now, I'm looking for a job. Mm-hmm. Every job I look for, it's like, I'm competing with 200 other people. Why not just find five guys that are top of the food chain like me? Because I, 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 know my, I know what I'm doing mm-hmm. um, and just start our own thing remotely. That's, that's really what it came from is, is like, it's competitive out here. Why not just start it and, and own it? Mm-hmm. Um, you said five of the guys, I got the impression you were in it for, your, for yourself right now. Did I misinterpret that? No, you're correct. Uh, I'm, 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 I will need to scale and hire some people for sure. Yeah, that but. comes later, but you didn't start it out with five guys. So you're, no. you know, quagmire on whether to take your old boss who wants to be a partner in as a partner, what would he do for the business, Dante? Um, I wrote down uh, my little notes here. So he works with small businesses now to kind of get them a proper website and SEO. Um, so I know he knows a bunch of people in, in that are would be would be customers. So he can help me build a funnel to sort of start off. Um, you know, me handling the social media and the editing, and the post production. Um, they're also really good at the reason I approached them was like, hey, I need a really good website with a back end where I need this, 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 and he was like it may be too early, but are you looking for partners? And that's when I was like, I just kind of want to quote right now. So I can put my plan together, maybe down the road, I would be open to a partner. Yes. Um, and I'm starting to build my site myself and design a logo and all that. But I think I can go a lot faster with him as a partner. Um, as a partner, you it. think he would help you gain speed because he would re- refer customers to you? Yeah. And, and he can help me finish the website. They're, that's what they're good at is ah. the SEO component and the back end of it. Yeah. Um, could he would could he take over the SEO component and the whole website so you wouldn't have to worry about it without him? Are you capable of pulling that out, or do you think you need the help there? I'm doing it with uh, you know somebody that should sponsor you, like one of the make it your own websites, and oh. I'm getting pretty close. I think I can get started with a you know template type system mm-hmm. and kind of pull it together. You know, for about ninety percent of the businesses out there, the template system works initially and continues to work. 
I think okay. it's the best thing that's ever happened is starting websites, really. Awesome. People Thank you. have big budgets and usually spend a lot of money on customization. Uh, I don't think I've ever met anyone who regretted it, especially in a okay. new business. So I think you're doing the right thing. What about the SEO uh, part of it? What would you do there? Um, I'll handle it. It's something, one less thing for me to sort of think about. Um, I know I know they're good at that, and and but you can also get them on the, you know, the WordPresses and the Squarespaces. You can pay for that. So yeah, um, yeah I think they, uh, they know what they're doing with that stuff. Okay. Um, I'll tell you a short story. When I was starting my first business, I was 23 or 22, I forget. And I was working for a developer who had a lot of money and the kindest guy in the world. I just happened to get a great boss. He was a sweetheart, Joey Chifuni, he was his name. When I told him I was, was going to quit, gave him my two weeks notice, I was starting a business. The first thing he said to me is, I'll invest in your business. That was a great compliment. It meant I was a good receptionist. Did it mean I was going to be a good real estate agent, agency owner? No, I had never done it. But he had confidence in me. And so I took that at face value that my old boss wants to invest in my business. I was really flattered. And I almost said yes on the spot. And mm -hmm. But when I thought about it, I thought about one thing. What if it doesn't go well? I would feel guilty taking his money, pissing his money away and him not getting anything for it. I was more worried about that than I was worried about me failing. So already it put a weight on my shoulder. Okay. I also okay. thought, I pictured myself also being accountable to him. And the reason I was starting my own business is I didn't want to have to explain myself. I want to work for myself. Okay. I turned down his offer and I thanked my lucky stars a million times over. But what I did ask him for, I said, but I need your help. Can you give me one of the listings, one of the apartments you own as just mine, so that I could advertise it and have my first apartment that I could make a rental commission on. And he happily gave it to me and he was thrilled to be my partner in that way. But what it really was, he wasn't my partner. He had, re he had used his uh, ability to give me a head start. And without that, I'm sure I would have found something else. I offered to pay him a referral fee on that when I made my $350 commission customary in the field, 10% back to whoever referred you. And he refused it. He just wanted to see me do well. And I never really needed his help again. I had taken off and built on that platform. With your boss offering to help you is an equal compliment. You know, you work for him, he has confidence in you. Um, but I would caution you to make him a partner. It's complicated. Right. What really is your expectation? How many customers should he refer to you? Does he make his best effort? Is he thinking about you all the time? What kind of customers? What? It gets complicated, questions to be answered. I would go back to that guy and say, I'm so complimented. I might consider it down the road a piece when I know what I'm doing, but I, I wouldn't want the responsibility of having you as my partner. No, no, I don't mind. Let me be a partner. Nope, I just want to partner if I can make that partner money. But what you could do for me is you could refer business to me and let me pay your referral fee back on all the business you refer. Now okay, let's cool. say the guy goes and gives you 50 great clients in the year. Great, you're happy to pay that money back. It's cheaper than a partnership, okay? Because you're only paying on money you've already received. All right. right. Let's say he doesn't ever send you anything but one lead and it turned out bad. You're not angry with him? No. Not in a mess? You're not worried how you get out of the partnership? You don't want to get a complicated vehicle in place when there's a simpler vehicle you could use to accomplish the same end. And the end you could accomplish with him is he refers business to you. 
I think the same is true with the CEO. I mean, if he wants to do CEO and you don't have the money to pay him, maybe yes, could he do the CEO and you pay him later? But if it's a partnership, it gets complicated. If you don't like what he's doing, if you want to get out of it, he doesn't like you anymore. You're a pain in the ass. He's a pain in the ass. You got to open it all up. It's like asking somebody to marry you when you really should just have a dinner with the chick, you know, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> but it's similar, you know, it's similar kind yep, of thing. Yep. Yeah. Good analogy. Yeah. Okay. There's only one reason talking to you that I think maybe you should have a partner. I'm not saying him mm. to get it done. The one beauty to a partnership is it gives you accountability. You can uh, very often in your own business, let a lot of time go by. Like you said to me, um, let me read it to you. I'm just getting, this is you, I quote, I'm just mm -hmm. getting the LLC and the website to where I need to be. That where I need to be can sometimes take way too long. Because gotcha. most entrepreneurs want to get it right. But the real thing is you got to get it going. Mm. So if you have a partner who's like, come on, come on, I'm not doing anything. What are we doing? Come on, when are we going to visit? When are we going to? That's the kind of partner that's truly a partner that you each push each other to get to the finish line faster. Okay. Uh, I don't think that's this partner. It's not, I, I didn't hear from you. That's what this guy wants to be, okay? Um, and so I ask you a uh, bottom line question. How capable are you? at uh, self-motivation, getting the damn thing out and in the fields and done. Do you give yourself deadlines? Because that is key to building a business. It's really- Okay. Cool. You know, I can definitely be, there's room for improvement. I'd say seven, eight, there's room for improvement. Um, I've, I've, I've recently, I was reading a book and it was talking about like, make decisions and they make adjustments along the way and something just unlocked. And I'm like, ah, oh, I need to, I need to just go. And that's when I really was like, I need to start this business and just go, go I fast. Because until you're out in the street with your business and encounter all the obstacles that are going to come your way, because that's what a business is. It solves people's problems and those problems are yours really to solve. But okay. until you're out in the street, thinking on your feet and solving problems as they hit you in the head, uh, you can't even learn what they are or how to formulate your business. It's like impossible. So the sooner you get out there, even if it'd be a part-time, even if the website's not done, the sooner you're out living and breathing in the real world of the customers that have to buy from you, hitting on their doors and making yourself known rather than getting the flyer perfect. The sooner right. you're out there, the better for the business without a doubt. Okay. Okay. Should I, should I, uh, should I hear him out? His, um, his partnership ideas, like what he brings to the table. Should I at least have a meeting with him or, or no? Uh, can I tell you there's no harm in listening? Say, okay. Hey, but I would start it with an out for yourself to make it gracious. So it doesn't get personal with him. I would say, listen, I've given you, given some thoughts about the idea of having a partner. And I don't think I should even contemplate it for the first six months. So I'll get back to you. But can I ask you, what do you envision yourself doing? In other words, tell him no on the front end and then hear what he wants to say as though you might consider it in six months. Because it's hard to say to someone, oh, your ideas are great, but I don't want you. Right. Or I like you, but I don't like your ideas. This way you skip over that messy stuff. You know, it's, it's more diplomatic. Like, you know, I've been thinking, I, I really want to go out on my own and discover all the problems in the first six months. He might give you five reasons why that's bad. Yes, yes, yes. But he'll be there in six months. Oh, thank you so much, Barbara. That was such great advice. Take um, advantage of that face you were born with. You look totally trustworthy and adorable. And the thank more you so people much. see your face, the more you'll sell. They've got to see that face. Barbara. Hey, Barbara. This is Danae Sellers from San Diego. 
I was just calling because I am a serial entrepreneur. I have so many ideas that fly out of my head, and I just drive my husband crazy because I have a full notebook of all different kinds of ideas that I never bring to the market because I kind of freeze after this idea comes. I'm able to lay it all out, and then I just go, now what? I was wondering if you could give me some direction on where to go with these big ideas. What's the best place to go? I am a big vision person. I'm not a maintenance person. So I like to take my big ideas, sell them on the open market, and work on the next big idea. I absolutely love this podcast. I listen to it every day. Have a great day and talk to you soon. So, Danae, you're a serial entrepreneur. You must be uh, driving your husband nuts with your ideas. I am driving him nuts. I don't blame him. I'm surprised he's still with you. I would just have to say, please, not another one. Please save me. <laughs> They're just, they, they just have to stay in a book. That's where they stay. It's just in a book. But I'm actually a real estate agent. Oh, you are. So you, so you're working full-time as a real estate agent. Yeah. For 11 years. Ah, so you're successful as a real estate agent. Yes. Yeah. Do you love your work? I love my work. Ah. I absolutely love it. Okay. It's wonderful. That's great. So you already have found something that floats your boat and gives you satisfaction and you make money on. So the book of ideas is an optional book. Uh, something you can or can't do or never do, but you very much enjoy having the ideas and putting them in your book? Well, uh, basically, I just, so sometimes I just come up with different business ideas that are, you know, I run them by my family, they love them, but I I don't do anything with them because I don't really want to create another business. I am a full-time real estate agent and I do very well at that business, Mm -hmm. but I would like to somehow profit off these ideas if it's possible. Okay, well, let me give you a couple of thoughts. You don't mind. You want me to deliver it to you straight, right? Straight, yeah. All right. <laughs> well, first of all, you're not a serial entrepreneur. An entrepreneur is someone who builds a business, uh-huh. uh, usually takes a few years, if not a lifetime, and then sells it and then goes on to another successful start where they build it and sell it. That's a serial mm-hmm. entrepreneur. Um, and the, the missing piece you have there is you have built business. So you're really a serial idea generator would be a more frank way of putting it. Okay. Okay. Um, You also said uh, in your question that you were, uh, I think you said something like you're not a maintenance person, but you like to, but you like to sell something like on the open market. You'd like to have the idea and then sell it on the open market and move on. Uh, There's no value in anything that you don't build. So unless you have the idea, build a successful business that generates consistent money, then you could sell it on the open market and move on. But you're missing that very valuable piece in the mill, which is called the business. <laughs> okay, a little detail, not to split it out or anything, but just a little detail that's important. Okay, um, about your families telling you they love the idea. Let me tell you, families lie. If you want to know if your idea is any good, go to your mother-in-law who hates your guts. Uh, she'll tell you what, what she thinks of the idea. Or go to a perfect stranger. And after they finish telling you nicely, oh, I love that idea, ask them to write a check. And you'll find that in most ideas, you go home with no money. Okay, it's a great way to vet out what's really a good idea for business. Because what's needed in business is an idea, um, the, the actuality of the idea, and the, uh, the real true story of the idea, which is enough people are willing to pay for it. 
whether it be a service or a product. Without that, it just remains an idea. So think of you as having a book filled with little embryos. <laughs> All right. But until you birth them and make them children and raise them uh, so that they pay you back emotionally or whatever, and a lot of kids don't, uh, you really have a book of embryos or little ideas. Okay. Now, let's. that's realistically how I look at it. Okay. You love the generation of ideas, actually, right? You like the process yeah. of thinking of things. Give me your best idea that you think is in that book right now, as an example. Uh, okay, an example is I just created a prototype for a new product that goes in your wallet. And every time I open my wallet at Starbucks or whatever, it seems like somebody reaches into my wallet and says, what is that? And actually touches it. Mm, and what is it that's in your wallet? It's well, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> no, it's kind of like it's kind of like an indicator of what credit cards are used for. So it's a labeling system of credit cards. And I used a specific product um, from Staples that's in everybody's house. And I used that to identify all the credit cards. And I have literally had young people, like I said, reach into my wallet and touch take it. it. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's actually silly, uh, but it works and people seem to really love it. And, um, I've been just thinking, how can I product hack this? You know? So, well, let me ask you is, did you take the staples product and customize it for your purpose? Did you do, I don't want you to give away your idea, but did you do something to it physically that made yeah. it uh, more functional for something else? Right. Yes, yes. I did something specific to it so that it's obviously uh, interesting to people because they're actually reaching out and touching it. Yeah, that's a very and every time every time I hand it to somebody to use, they go, this is a great idea. Mm. And but I never said, do you want to give me some money? And I'll make it. It's not so, a big question. Let me ask you this. What do you pay for the product before you customize? it? What do you actually pay on a retail price? Oh, so I pay $5. Okay. And then to customize it, the effort put in, if it's got labels, ink, a tape, whatever you do to it, um, mm -hmm. what does that cost you in materials and in time? Probably five cents in one minute. And what did you say you pay for the product? I'm sorry, I lost the number. Well, it's a retail price of $5, depending on how many I buy. But out of all of that, that $5, I could probably do, I don't know, I, I guess it, you get them in a pack of maybe 50. So you could, I don't have 50 credit cards, that's for sure. So do you think if you had, um, well, you probably know what the average amount of credit cards, probably four or five, I would think most people have, right? So it yeah. easily slips in your wallet, keeps mm -hmm. your credit cards organized. Um, again, I wanna ask you, in keeping your credit cards organized for yourself personally, it it reminds you of what credit card you want to use for what? Is that the purpose of it? Okay, that's useful. Yeah, so it's actually, um, in my mind, I uh, it classifies them so that when I go to reach for the wrong card, I'm aware. Uh, I have two credit cards in my wallet and I'm constantly using the wrong one for business and personal. And I don't mm -hmm. know why I don't keep it straight. It's so easy, two cards. Business and personal, that's not hard. The only credit cards I own, but I mix them up all the time, driving my accountant crazy. Exactly. And that's what everybody has a problem with. And I noticed that a lot of the clients that I have, uh, mm -hmm. we would have lunch together and 
usually it's husband and wife and they're usually great entrepreneurs and they'll say, oh, not that card. And even though the cards have a variation in color, everybody forgets. So it's not about color. It's actually about a classification to actually trigger your brain to help you remember. I have a great solution to this one product to turn it into a business. Take out one sample, mail it to me for free, and I'll make a million dollars using it. That's I'll, great. Sell you, I'll sell a million dollars and you'll not get a dime. What do you say? Do we have a deal? <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm here, Barbara. I, I just, I love, you know, I love everything you do. And I just thought, you know what? I would love to talk to you about this idea and show it to you. You would use it. Okay. I'm sure I would. I, I want it already. And I only have two cards. Okay. It costs yeah. you $5 to get the raw material. It's costing you another 10 cents to get the added material and effort. Yeah. Why don't you spend, well, what the heck? Let's go whole hog on this. Why don't you go buy 50 of them? Okay. <laughs> and keep 49 of them in your purse ready to go. And whenever mm-hmm. anyone says, wow, what's that? I say, Actually, I sell them. And they're $10 each or $20 each. You move around the price, start low, mm-hmm. start inching up high, see what the customer will actually pay for them, or if they just really wanted to give you a compliment, never had any design or never really want one anyway. I doubt it from what you said. Why don't you keep that in your bag and say, funny enough, I have them for sale. Here it is. I charge $10 a piece. I charge $12 a piece, $13. And I take a credit card. (laughs) Why don't you get that baby off the ground and see what happens? How many other ideas in your book are as practical as that and as cheap as that and executable as that, would you say? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the other idea um, is probably really simple. It's actually on a community focus level. And we have a lot of seniors in San Diego, California and in Orange County, California that own large, large pieces of property. And they don't necessarily want to put an ADU on those properties, which is an accessory dwelling unit. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do have a lot of fruit trees. And I thought it'd be really great if uh, at a community level, a senior could lease their trees to maybe a store, a local store, so that they could supplement their social security. A lot of senior social security taps out about 1100, 1600. You know, they're not making any money and they're living in California. Hmm. Um, How many trees do they have? I always see people have one, maybe two lemon trees. That's it. No, no. Sometimes like we have six giant avocado trees that each yield a thousand pounds. Oh. My mom's social security is 1100, oh. uh, you know, a thousand pounds worth to a store. Well, is- right now you can buy an avocado. Uh, uh, we sell, a, we have a Forte avocado. They sell for $5 if they're organic and they've never been treated. They don't, sell, they don't sell $5 to the store, do they? No, to a no. consumer. I mean, you would buy that at the store. So I don't know what the markup on fruit is. I would think it would be 300%. So let's mm-hmm. say that the store was paying a buck 50 for that avocado thereabouts. Uh, how much would your mother make on her avocado load using that just as an example? If she's $5,000 per tree. So she would be happy if somebody came and picked the tree, right? Yeah. She paid her $5,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we'd use an event insurance to protect them when they came to pick. So there'd be no liability to the senior. How would you locate the seniors with a lot of avocados, lemons, fruit trees? What, how would you well, locate I'm, them? 
I'm a realtor, so I'd look for every lot that's over a certain, you know, square footage. How would you locate the store that wants to buy them or the greengrocer? Uh, I'd market to them first, actually. I'd make sure I had a viable opportunity to present to seniors mm -hmm. and see if they would be interested. But, you know, seniors are scared, so I'd make sure they knew how they were going to be protected first and make sure that, that the store was on board with that. Who would do the picking of the fruit? The store staff or their stores, whoever picks for the avocado farmers. Um, we would probably either go through, uh, you know, if we went through a store, I would either have to hire people or we could maybe hire out. I don't know. Um, I think that's the only not in the program right there because I don't think yeah. the stores want to hire separate staff to go pick on small lots for whatever they want. I think right. they're a machine and they have to have their staff be in a certain place. I think you'd have to solve that problem of the picking. Mm -hmm. uh, but I could imagine uh, you doing that as, uh, I'm going to say to you, that's a good idea for, for the beginning. More in time intensive, that's your second idea. And I wouldn't touch that one until I made money on my first idea. So let's yeah. say you do that. Um, I think the only thing you would have to do to get the other business started, the missing pieces are, you'd have to pitch the green grocer. Whole Foods mm -hmm. is always open to local people. They're famous mm -hmm. for it. They buy local produce, okay? And you can actually go in because regionally, the way they're broken up, they buy by region and also mm -hmm. local individual market. So you could go in and say, but here's what I think could be good. I sell avocados. I sell grapefruits. I sell this. I pick five old people that have this stuff or maybe one product, maybe just your mother. I mm -hmm. sell avocados, locally grown, totally organic. They're buck 50 each, and I can deliver them between this month and this month. Are you interested? I would get my first sale under the belt because you know what that's called? A business. It's a missing piece that you've had so far, right? Not no middle in the idea. Okay. See what happens. If you're seeing houses, how many uh, older people with uh, produce or, or fruit trees would you be able to uh, garner up in, say, a couple of months if you wanted to? Well, uh, I could do a lot. I could do, I could do a lot. If that was my focus, I could probably, I could do, a, I don't know, maybe 50, 60. I could do, if I did 10, 20 every day and I invested what every time. day, 10, 20, what every day, being Properties. in Really? And what if you didn't so. give up your real estate and want to do it on the side and found these people in your regular travels? How many, uh, market, not even markets, how many producers, these old people producers, could you get in your hand within a couple of months, would you say? I think um, it depends on what resource I use, but if I use social media and Facebook, I could probably, maybe I'd be at 10 or 20. No, without the use of social media, just oh, door knocking them on, on houses that you list, houses that you go to appraise, how many? Five. Social media is five. Don't you think? No, in three months, I could at least do 30. You would stumble into 30 households that have, oh, but would they be sellers on the way out? Mm. No, no, no. I wouldn't look for that because I'm not kind of like, you know, I'm not like that as a realtor. I think my goal would be to kind of really help. I, that's my, that would be my heart would be like, I, I, you know, these people aren't a fixed income. You can kind of tell by their properties. And maybe it would be just a way, maybe they'd think about it. And 
Um, and they could, you know, but I would want them to be able to end that contract anytime. You know, I don't want to lock a senior I don't into again, something. In a contract even, I don't think you have to formalize it that way. What do you say this, start that business, but again, after your other good business idea, would not do it because you like your job and I think you should yeah. keep your job and start these aside business. I would say four out of five great businesses that I've invested in on Shark Tank all start aside businesses. It's a good place to start, try stuff okay. on, you know? All right. Yeah. So what I would do is I would approach your mother. She's an easy hit, right? <laughs> yeah. Make one visit. Uh, do you know any other friends of hers that have avocado trees, by the way? Yeah. How mm -hmm. many? Uh, we have probably about 10. Okay. Go to those 10 people and say, hey, I want to run an experiment. Not as a do-gooder, but I'd like to make you some money. If mm -hmm. I could sell you avocados for $1.50, and if I could arrange to have them picked, uh, mm -hmm. would you be willing to sell them? They're going to say, of course. And then I would walk my body over to the local Whole Foods or maybe a smaller uh, green grocer too, I would think would be, uh, or you could even do it on Sunday markets in, in that area. I know I've visited myself, everything's sold, you know? Yeah. What you're missing there, the missing link there to make it a business is you need a body that's going to pick the fruit and sell it for you. Who do you know? I bet you know somebody. I know a lot of people. How about you know, a realtor with a great personality that doesn't have the aggressiveness to do well in real estate? Do you yeah. have somebody like that that you know very well? <laughs> that kind yeah. of person usually is very good at that role. Yeah. Why don't you bring them in with you right away as a partner, a minority partner, 20%, mm -hmm. or just pay them. But if you give them a minority partnership, you don't have to pay them. It's easy to get started. And walk into those old people's houses, see if they're interested and uh, see if you could sell, sell it. Then you've got, the again, a start of a baby business. You, you took it out of the embryo state and made it run on its own legs, you know? But I think you're missing mm -hmm. the other person, you know? Okay. Are your other ideas as, I don't want to hear any more because I've run out of time, but are they as juicy and as practical as these two ideas we just say? Yes. All right, I would are. suggest you're an idea genius because it's not easy to come <laughs> up with great ideas that have a practical side that can make money right? Yeah. I would have success with those two businesses and then go back to your book and say, what's the next best? What's the next best? What's the next best? You have the opportunity to be a titan as weird as it sounds. You could have 50 cottage businesses that could grow and some of them will grow into really big businesses, uh, but you should keep your real estate job the whole time for the first four or yeah. five. You know why? Puts pressure on time. You have the income coming in, and sometimes when you're not under pressure, your ideas are not as good, I have found myself. I'm a great idea generator. But when I didn't have pressure, I didn't come up with much. Kind of weird yeah. how that happens. Okay? Yeah. So start those two ideas. Send me that goddamn card. I'll send you 10 bucks. Okay? I promise not to steal it. <laughs> if you it can steal it. We can work together. <laughs> I don't have the time. You don't have the time. But this I don't have time. But people are, are seeing it anyway. So it doesn't take much time, right? It's right. the best way to demonstrate it. It needs to be demonstrated. Hard to do an ad on it. It needs to be demonstrated, I think. Yeah. 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 But you better start uh, buying a lot of stuff at stores and whipping out that credit card all the time now. You got to buy more stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. You gave me wings today. I really, I've been listening to this podcast for, since it started and I was just like flabbergasted. I was like, oh my gosh, everybody's so lucky. So thank you. <laughs> well, well, today's a lucky day, Danae. And uh, yeah. I'm, I'm very eager to hear how your first business goes, but mail me that card. I promise I won't. Oh, 
mail me the card and put your business name or contact or email. And I'll say, mm -hmm. oh, this is where I got it. You know, okay. and they'll take a snapshot and they'll order for me. That's the way I'll be a marketer. All right. That sounds yeah. good. Hey, you know what? I wanted to tell you today is my birthday. I turned 50 today. Wow. Good so for you. You have beautiful skin. I would have guessed you were 40 even. Wow. Oh. Lucky you. Well, good lighting. One or the other, but keep it going. Hey, thanks a million, Barbara. My pleasure. Really nice hanging out with you. You too. Bye-bye. Hey, some of my best questions, honest to God, come into my Business Unusual Facebook group. I'm going to answer those questions today. We're going to try it rapid fire style, 30 seconds or less. And by the way, if you're interested in business, don't miss my Business Unusual Facebook group. We have the coolest conversations going on there. I'm learning more from people than they're learning from me. Sean asks, what books do you recommend reading when starting a business? Here's my answer. Here are my three picks. First book, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. Gets your head on straight, makes you able to build a business. Number two, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. He tells you how to build a business using people, which is what you're going to need. And third, Guy Raz's book, How I Built This. A whole bunch of stories of the most successful people and how they did it. Rovina asks, what's the best advice you have for someone who sometimes feels like an imposter? We all feel like imposters simply because we haven't done something before. Do it five times in a row and you're going to get really good at it and you won't feel like an imposter. Just get over yourself. And that's all we have time for today. If you have a question, leave me a voicemail on the Business Unusual hotline. 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. You can also tweet it to me at Barbara Corcoran, and I may just answer it on a future episode. You've been listening to Business Unusual with me, Barbara Corcoran. Come back next week to hear more steps and missteps I took on the path to success. Search and follow Business Unusual on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.